And now, showtime. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss Marilyn Manson. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. Christian groups say Marilyn Manson promotes devil worship, but the group says its style is protected by the Constitution of the United States. Redneck burnout Midwest Christians clashed with fans of the controversial rock group Marilyn Manson. iconic and controversial figures in heavy metal history. He's one of the most famous shock rockers that followed after Alice Cooper. He's an occasional actor having twisted roles in Jawbreaker, Lost Highway, Sons of Anarchy, and a really disturbing movie called The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. Only he could have played that role. In 1996, Senator Joe Lieberman said, This is perhaps the sickest group ever promoted by a mainstream record company. And he was right. Nearly every performance of their tours is picketed by religious organizations. I found that Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson, about five years ago when I thought of this, were the two most memorable people from the 60s. Things like talk shows put them on the same kind of celebrity status. Excellent artist, in my opinion, especially with watercolors, and he's very knowledgeable about art and about esoterica, writers, anything dark, he knows. He was born Brian Hugh Warner in 1969, which was the year that the Manson family murders occurred, and he attended church school growing up, which is reminiscent of Alice Cooper having a preacher as a father. 
So like a lot of us, he grew up getting beat up, he didn't fit in, he found solace in scary movies and shocking things. When he started the band in 1989, they were called Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids, and each member of the group had created their names by combining pop culture icons with the surname of a serial killer. That's a naming convention that all the other band members would conform to for the next seven years. One of the co-founders of the group was guitarist Daisy Berkowitz, and he's probably the only remaining constant member. So some of the people that were in the original group had names like Jaja Speck, Olivia Newton Bundy, Gidget Gein, Sarah Lee Lucas, Madonna Wayne Gacy, Ginger Fish, and most importantly Twiggy Ramirez who was a long stay in the band and one of the more important creators within the group. They gained a huge following in Florida and of course were known to be very shocking, even having an appearance on TV to explain who they were and what they were doing. What standards do you have and where do you draw the line as far as what is good and what is evil? Probably the same as yours. Do you? No, they're not the same. Theatrics had elements drawn from their youth. Characters from the 70s and 80s children television shows made regular grotesquely altered appearances on band flyers and newsletters, and they were sampled in the music. They would perform and have pinatas filled with butchered animal remains. They would cut themselves on stage.
Trent Reznor came on board after hearing about them, and he produced their first album, Portrait of an American Family, and Marilyn Manson would open up for Nine Inch Nails on early tours. Parts of the album were recorded at Reznor's home studio that he had set up in 10050 Cielo Drive, where members of the Manson family had committed the Tate murders. Later, they both would go on and say, oh, that was just a coincidence, but that's total bullshit. What Manson was doing was exploring the side of America that's presented to the world, the nuclear family, the perfect loving unit, ground in religion and capitalism. He didn't experience that in the way that jocks did and, and more popular people did, so he twisted it, turned it around, and wanted to show everybody what's behind the mirror. Other factors that would go into recording would be, you know, playground chants, nursery rhymes, non-rock influences like Kurt Vile, Lucid Dreams, Shakespeare, Salvador Dali. out called Smells Like Children and it was a very psychedelic album cover and was clearly influenced by the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And you kind of get an idea of where some of this weirdness comes from. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane blowing? It's reported that Johnny Depp wanted to use Manson as an inspiration for his performance as Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. The original film came out in 1971. Smells Like Children yielded the band's first big MTV hit, a cover of the Eurythmics Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Everybody's looking for 
had elements of industrial, new metal, gothic metal. He was highly influenced by KISS. My only moral is I don't believe in sports. Oh, is that right? Not at all? No. You watch Those TV? kids used to beat me up when I was in No, the kids, they, oh, that must have been awful. Well, tell us about that. <laughs> would, you, would you get pounded on a regular basis on your way to, like, is this in grade school or high school? Or? Well, to be honest with you, if I wasn't me, I would have beat me up too. But when Antichrist Superstar came out, with the single, The Beautiful People. That's when Manson kind of broke through from the underground and became a much larger artist and drew so much attention and tons of controversy. Supposedly, the process of creating the album was long and difficult. It was highlighted by experiments involving heavy drug use and sleep deprivation, experimenting with prescription painkillers. They would put each other through all kinds of painful things, like inserting sewing needles under their fingernails. Apparently, they wanted to get in the weirdest headspace possible. And all of these things produced Antichrist Superstar. The next album that came out, is called Mechanical Animals from 1998. And this is a very Bowie-influenced record, right down to the sexually ambiguous cover where he's got this odd costume on that appears like he has nippleless breasts. It's strongly influenced by glam rock more than the gothy vibe they had from the previous albums. Shallow cops and queers 
And these albums in this time frame were the high water marks for the band as far as fame, sales, and infamy go. I have a, a chapter in my book and it, it clearly states oral sex is like handshakes and autographs when you're a celebrity, it's part of your job. was a disaster. There was all kinds of hostility between the two bands and the enormous egos of the leaders. The final four dates of the tour were canceled out of respect for the victims of the Columbine High School Massacre after Marilyn Manson had been accused of having inspired the two boys who killed all their classmates. talk directly to the to the kids at Columbine and the people in that community what what would what would you say to them if they were here right now I wouldn't say a single word to them I would listen to what they have to say and that's what no one did and the next album Hollywood in the shadow of the valley of death was written in response to these times and the things that he went through and this next song is for every priest that said you were going to on stage, he would tear up Bibles, burn crosses, have general blasphemy, very hypocritical and baffling that he didn't stand behind the Charlie Hebdo artists when they were murdered. I'm sure he got his fair amount of death threats. The two byproducts 
of, of that whole tragedy were uh, violence and entertainment and gun control. And how perfect that that was the two um, things that we were going to talk about with the upcoming election. And also then we forgot about Monica Lewinsky and we forgot about the president was shooting bombs overseas, yet I'm a bad guy because I've, I've sang some rock and roll songs. And who's a bigger influence, the president or Marilyn Manson? Do you know I'd like to think me, but I'm going to go with the president. At one point, Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit was briefly a member, and I think he would have been a neat addition with his own bizarre look. But apparently he wasn't happy to play sideman and wanted to be more involved in the writing process, so he left. And this was all about the time of, of what was called new metal at the time. It was very compressed guitars, more danceable beats, lots of screaming that uh, kind of pushed the meters, or at least was given effects to sound like it was pushing the meters, really heavy, low-tuned guitars. The videos would be very dark, his videos are infamous, and I recommend watching them, especially on Halloween. They're very cool. As one does when you become rich and famous, you start experimenting with other forms of media and start having your side projects. One that, to me, that's really interesting was he is in the process of making a movie called Phantasmagoria, The Visions of Lewis Carroll. Now, Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland, as we know, and, and Through the Looking Glass, Jabberwocky, The Hunting of the Snark, The Walrus and the Carpenter, all these books that you would read growing up. So what the movie has to do with Lewis Carroll, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that it's been a struggle to get it made because it is so dark and twisted. But I'm very interested, not just because it's going to be some bizarre shit show, but because it is about Lewis Carroll. I want to see what the, I want to see what the spin is. Manson also started making his own Swiss-made absinthe called Mansynth. And I can tell you, I tried it, and it's fucking horrible. But most absinthe is. It was supposed to give you sort of a, like a drunkenness that is kind of a high. I didn't get that. I got a really bad headache. Manson's romantic relationships have also received attention, including his links to Rose McGowan, Dita Von Tees, and Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood's dad is from Raleigh. His name is Ira David Wood III, and he's a well-known actor around here, and he does a Christmas story every year. 
that her and Manson had this tumultuous affair, and they broke up. But she appeared in a video of his later called Heart Shaped Glasses. She's the inspiration behind the song, and she appears in the video. And the video had controversy because several sources claimed it featured genuine footage of Manson and Wood engaging in sexual intercourse. Did you have a rib removed so that you could perform oral sex on yourself? enough, he is godfather to Lily Rose Melody Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. He became a fan of Anton LaVey and is apparently a minister in the Church of Satan. He's also an advocate of the writings of Aleister Crowley and Frederick Nietzsche. Secretary of Pennsylvania State C. Dolores Tucker called Marilyn Manson the dirtiest, nastiest porno directed at children that has ever hit the market. The sad thing is that Manson continues to put out really good albums, and his popularity and relevance and being taken seriously only seems to be tied to when he's being scapegoated or when he's at his most shocking. Even more recently, he put out an album called The Pale Emperor, which is one of my favorites of his. This is called Third Day of a Seven Day Binge. Just like Rob Zombie, as Clay said in his part of the show, is not an instrumentalist himself. So typically he would have Twiggy Ramirez as a writing partner, 
And for a little while, he had John 5, who was also with uh, Rob Zombie, I believe, still to this day. And he is now in a period with producer Tyler Bates. So the album Heaven Upside Down is credited as lyrics Marilyn Manson, music Tyler Bates. knows where Marilyn Manson's going to end up and who will be the new shock rock king. Every decade seems to have one and we haven't seen a new one in a while. Never before in the history of this country have so many corrupting influences descended upon children at one time. Anything can be misinterpreted. People can look at Christ on a cross and think, this is an image of murder, this is violent, this has sexual imagery in it. I just think it's my job as an artist to be out there pushing people's buttons and making them question everything. And I respect you for challenging me, and that's why I came on the show. We hope you've enjoyed this double feature. We love doing these for you guys. We really do. We spend a lot of time texting back and forth and debating shows and listening to other shows to get ideas or to critique them. And whenever we do hear from you, it's it's a real rush. We've gotten some great feedback. We're starting to build a lot of listeners, and we just keep having fun as we approach our 100th episode. Halloween, be safe, 
be cool, and be controversial. This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck. It was bound to happen as Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson are apparently at each other's throats. At their Detroit show over the weekend, Marilyn Manson threatened to kick Rob Zombie's ass from the stage after claiming he cut Manson's set short. And I'm sorry if you came to see Rob Zombie and he can't come on because I'm going to beat his ass. Some fucking weirdos like to talk a big game. They're going to kick somebody's ass. Fuck you. So I hope you enjoy the last night of this fucking tour.